0: Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Thanks for joining in for Concept Ten. Concept Ten is woodworking with my friend Richard Campbell. Hey, Richard. Hey, Jason. How are you? Good, man. So, thanks for having me at your house. Uh, Happy we're to- in your
1: shop, shop garage. <laughs> uh, it it holds a, a
0: myriad of names. <laughs> it's, it's quite impressive. It's it's a two two bays. Yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff. A little extra room with a lot of tools, some of which I know what they are, some of which I don't. <laughs> we can get into some of that. Great. Uh so yeah, woodworking is is a pretty big word that covers a lot of a lot of things. And and we can go as as, as deep as you want to, as wide as you want to. But okay. I think I want to start with because this isn't your job. This isn't how you make your primary living. Right. So why did you get into this?
1: I have always had oodles of hobbies. In mm-hmm. fact, my father-in-law and I were just joking this weekend that I really need to go ahead and retire now. Like, Taylor and I just need to strike it rich so I can yeah. retire and really do all of my hobbies right. I mean, I, I do woodworking, I hunt, I fly fish, uh, several other things. Which all so, those
0: combined make you between zero and negative something per year? Kind of exactly, yeah. <laughs> do you sell yeah. any
1: of your stuff? Uh, that, that's in the works. Oh, ah, cool. I, um... I'm doing a commissioned piece right now. It's actually a bed frame for a good friend of mine's uh son, mm. which I'm excited about. But after that, I want to start I, I, I want to start being able to fund my woodworking. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get rich doing it or any or, yeah, or it'll be yeah. my income, but I want to it can be expensive yeah. um and it can be difficult to find wood, so I want to be able to kind of yeah. self-fund that if if possible. Sure. And it gives me reasons to do things, you know. Yeah. I, every time I want to make a table or a bowl or something like that, I can't take it upstairs. We'd be living in a room full of bowls. and.
0: <laughs> so you're a hobby kind of guy, but why go all in with, you know, I'm looking around at this is – I mean, just so people envision, it's not yeah. as, as big as some yeah, it's, huge it's multi-staffed no, thing, but there are a lot of tools in here. Yeah,
1: it's it's no professional shop by any means, but um, I've got an old table saw that my father-in-law gave me. I've got a, a drill press, a bandsaw I got from my grandfather, um, a miter saw that my uh, that my wife gave me a couple years ago, a, a, lathe, a small uh, little lathe that my grandfather gave me as well, and, and a couple other things. So I've
0: um, I, I'm definitely blessed with the, the tools I have, and it lets me do a lot. Well, um, and you just mentioned several different family members and just that short, short thing. So you've kind of inherited some, some of the, the lifestyle of this, it sounds like. Without a doubt. So
1: my what, what originally got me into woodworking was my grandfather on my mom's side. When he retired, he kind of needed a hobby. He's an engineer and um, just kind of needed to, to put that energy somewhere. Once yeah. he retired. And I really don't know the stories to how he found wood turning, but he got into wood turning, and that's where you mount a big chunk of wood to an electric motor and take a sharp chisel to it and make it mm-hmm. into a bowl or a rolling pin or vases, candlesticks, basically anything round. Yeah. And he is—I mean, he's—he's he's just become an incredible woodworker, and he's—he's he's expanded from from wood turning, and he's—he—he's he, he's made the most gorgeous dining room table I think I've ever seen, and that—that's really where my interest got peaked in college when he was getting into woodworking. I actually went there uh, one Christmas, went to his house, and turned eight or ten little pins for Christmas gifts for friends and family and things yeah, like yeah. that. Then uh, my other grandfather got into woodworking a little bit later. And then when I married Taylor, Eric, her father is another great craftsman. So it's, I've really just kind of inherited it
0: and and just been been immersed in it. It's been a lot of fun. Why did you go kind of all in with it though? It's one thing to have a a few of these things and whenever you need to do something around your house for home improvement, just dabble with it. But why, why go all in with all these other projects and Taylor gives me a hard time that
1: I love the accessories of my hobbies. Right, right, and that and that's certainly part of it. Sure, Uh, there's all kinds of gadgets and and things to learn. Uh, The biggest reason I've I've really gone gone full bore with it. All of my hobbies they're they're very. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's a lot of different things you can do with it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like fly fishing, you can be doing a hundred things right, but there's a thousand things you could be doing wrong. And it's, it's a continual learning process of, okay, how do I do this? How can I do this better? Yeah. How can I improve? And woodworking is very much that same
0: way. Do you feel like you can kind of, well, you have to focus your mind, but in some ways shut your mind off from a lot of other things when you're doing it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: when I am, when I'm down here, I... I'm very much focused. I'm very much, I'm, I'm very much um, in the zone, for lack of a better word. And the stresses of work, yeah, just the frustrations of life, just kind of melt away. And there, you, you have to, in order to do it right, you have to focus so much on what you're doing. Yeah, there's no room for that to to bog you down.
0: Because my my wife Kimberly does some woodworking, but she doesn't have as many tools as this. I'm not as much into that, but I've fly fished before, yeah. I fly-fished before, and I was the guy who I was do, I was doing the thousand things wrong, right. But standing in a river, over and over again, trying to focus on that, and then one of the hugest things I tend to always do wrong is the line hits the water before the fly does. Yep. Which means I stand there for five hours in the water. Yeah. There's no fish involved. Right. Right. And I and I love it. it me too. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, fly fishing absolutely for
1: me is absolutely about, it's not about the fish. It's about being in creation, standing in the river. Just some of my most amazing moments with God have been not catching any fish at all, all day, just enjoying being outside and the phone's not ringing and Mm -hmm. emails aren't coming in and, and all that. It's, it's great. And it's
0: very much the same thing here. So what are some of the... Talk talk about some of your favorite things that you do in this room. Okay. So you, you mean projects-wise or just- I don't know. Maybe if you just want to talk about one of these tools or machines okay. and why you like going gravitating towards one of those and so I, I definitely gravitate towards the lathe. Okay. Um,
1: I've only been turning for a year and a half, maybe two years. And it's one of the things I love about woodworking in general is there's all these different subcategories. So within woodworking, there's cabinetry, there's furniture building, there's wood turning, there's there's all of these different yeah subcategories. Yeah, yeah. And each one of them is just as intricate, just as detailed, and just as expansive as the next. Um. So so the the, the lathe really has my. Has my attention now. I am just starting to get into bowls, but I've been turning a lot of pins, little wine bottle stoppers, uh, some candlesticks, things like that. I've got a couple sitting on the table that mm-hmm. have not turned out as well as I had hoped. Oh, but, really? You know,
0: I like the I like the different colors that going on there. Yeah,
1: it's if I do a set like that, I really like to to do different types of woods to kind of get some variation right. and and, and, and eat because each even each piece of wood you can have two different pieces of cherry, and they can look totally different. Yeah, e- even from the same tree, and it's wow. it's just always a unique experience. Well, I
0: can't figure out why. I mean, I know people listen and can't see them, but I look at them and go, "They're gorgeous." Why would you say you're not pleased with them? Or,
1: uh, pretty much every word worker that you see will be their own worst critic. Sure. So on Marie, let and grab those. On these, for example, I um when I do a candlestick, I take a drill bit and I drill the top where the candle's going to sit. And then I take a chisel, and I, as the, as the candlestick is spinning on the lathe, I widen that. I taper that out a little bit, and I just got a little overzealous, and I tapered this too much, so now it won't hold a candlestick.
0: Oh, okay then. So you kind of hit the really big reason why you're not pleased with right. it. It's a candle holder that, that doesn't, doesn't hold, hold a candle. A candle. Okay. <laughs> right. So really it's just a, a pretty piece of wood. Right.
1: It'll eventually <laughs> become a Christmas tree or some
0: sort. You know, we'll, just, we'll just take the top I off love and that. use the taper. I love that. So you gotten better at, at turning and you're picking out some gorgeous wood and the technique's getting there. However, maybe haven't totally dialed in getting it to be the thing you wanted it to right, be. Right. And And
1: I don't think I'll ever have a wood project that is perfect sure and part of that is appealing to me where i'm always working hard i'm always focusing i'm always yeah. trying to hone my skills and improve but i know there's always room for improvement which means you never reach the finish line there's always more to learn more to do more to yeah.
0: delve into if you ever just for lack of a better word just gouged the wood and because, I mean, when you're turning, aren't you basically taking a piece of metal and the wood is turning? That's exactly right. If you press too hard, it just wrecks it? All the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the time. So that's good for me to hear because, you know, we have a few things at the house, and if I'm going to get into learning, I, I just know that I'm going to mess yeah. things up. There. Oh, absolutely. I'd be in good company if yeah, I did that. It, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I have um, I have burned so many failed turnings, and it's, it's almost cathartic, you know. So it becomes...
0: Kindling, or... yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we actually had a small group uh, over here one night when it was cold. We had a fire, and I had some bowls that had exploded, and, and just some some different turnings that had just not gone as planned. And so when the fire would die down a little bit, I'd throw a, a piece or two in there, and uh, it was funny. Everybody was like, "What? What? What are you? What are you doing? That, yeah. the, what's wrong with these?" I was like, oh, "It's yeah. cracked here. It broke out here. It's just it's just not not finishable." and it, several small group members actually took some home that night <laughs>
0: sure sure it was it was funny oh man <laughs> is that in any way disappointing to you to have to burn something that you worked on
1: no no because so much of it is the it's not fin- it's not the actual piece that's the important part okay it's the process it's the learning it's the development
0: mm-hmm.
1: so Failed projects, mistakes—they're just—they're just
0: part of the yeah. process. It's, here's an example of how I'm getting better. Exactly, but this needs to go in the fire. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, you said the phrase. So you said a bowl exploded. Yes, and I want you to tell okay. me what in the world that is like. Okay, <laughs> so is it
1: is—it is truly terrifying. If you look behind you, um, I have a gigantic face mask. It almost looks like. Iron Man's mm-hmm. helmet, almost. I mean, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not that intense. It's plastic. It's not like it's a. If it day. was
0: actually his helmet, he'd be dead. But right, it lo- it right. Looks like Yeah, it. yeah. It, it looks much more intense than it really
1: <laughs> yeah. is. But I, if if the lathe is on, I'm wearing that because it, things can just go bad Explode. quickly. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the other day I was turning a little bowl out of pine just to practice, and. I, um, it was about six or seven inches in diameter, maybe three inches deep to the, to the bottom of the bowl. Not a huge bowl at all. And I was making one final pass with my, with a chisel or with a gouge to clean up the bottom of the bowl. And the gouge twisted a little bit on me, which caused it to catch. Mm-hmm. So as this bowl, as this chunk of wood is spinning at 2000 RPMs or whatever it was, I, I, gouge it i dig it into the side of the bowl and it just explodes and it literally threw wood chunks across the garage wow i mean 15 or 20 feet away that's impressive yeah. though i mean it, it 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 was loud pop and it, it was you know you, you you stand in areas to where do you mitigate that risk but
0: so safety is a pretty significant part of this hobby of yours absolutely just i mean i guess with fly fishing with hooks but this sounds like there are more things that could go wrong
1: definitely i mean more people more hobbyists hurt themselves on a table saw than any other tool except for a chainsaw uh-huh so i mean it's it can, i mean you you've got a carbide blade spinning at for 4 5000 rpm's it can you have to respect the tools now yeah. if you do it right if you pay attention it's totally safe where, where most folks get hurt is where they're doing continuous, repeated tasks. And they start to cut
0: corners. So my father-in-law, really good with, with tools. Mm-hmm. When he was a young man, he cut his thumb off. Oh, wow. It's back on. Yeah. You can tell at one point. Right. It wasn't right. on.
1: Yeah. I get that.
0: And it was because he's so good at it. He was doing something very routine. Yep. So... Walk me through what it's like. What kind of safety precautions? How do you, like? How are you gonna not cut your thumb off?
1: Um, well, I don't want to get cocky and say I never will, because right. that's when it happens. But, but I think but there should be a healthy fear of that. Absolutely, w- totally. Uh, so we'll take the table saw for example, because that's kind of the most, um, the most dangerous. But I have a bunch of what are called push blocks. And they're just these little plastic blocks or sacrifice blocks, some people call them, and when I get close to the blade, or particularly if I'm doing something very close to the blade, I'm cutting something really small. I always use that use a push block so that if something slips, if something happens, it catches
0: that block instead of your instead hand. of my hand so it's it's an artificial hand exactly getting close to the exactly. blade yeah have you had an uh what did you call them again the so, no, not
1: sacrifice. Sacri- yeah, sacrifice blocks. Push blocks. Have you ever
0: had one of them be an offering to the blade? Um,
1: only yes, once or twice. Um, not because something slipped, but because I was cutting. I, I had to. I needed to to wrap some wrap around something, mm-hmm. so I was cutting a quarter inch sliver, mm. and I, I just I just used the block as a sacrifice. I knew it was going to get cut, so I just used that just to go right through the blade. Whenever Kimberly, no big deal so
0: we have a table saw. Whenever yeah. she. She'll rip a piece. Right. And it's cutting it so close, yep. and she's got this little plastic arm thing. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that thing exists, because I would not feel comfortable watching her rip a little sliver of wood right. if her hand right. was just right there. Even, even, I mean, it's not that I don't have confidence in her. It's just... There's just too much at stake. Your your <laughs> hand is inches away from a blade spinning at 4,000 RPMs. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's
1: a lot at stake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's go. Let's go piece by piece. Okay. And you know, tell me about the piece of equipment and how how it's used and what it's used for. What kind of things are made from it?
1: Okay. So the first one, will you stick with the table saw? Yeah. And for for listeners who might have never, who might have no idea. It is, uh, imagine a flat table that's probably three by four, and there's a little slit in it with a blade that you can you can raise up and down, and you run boards across it to cut them to length. So pe- you can use them for cutting down a sheet of plywood to to size. Uh, I use it a lot for truing up lumber. So if I've got uh, a, a piece of wood that's got a bow in it, you can... You can basically create a, a fence, run the board along that fence, and cut off the bowed pieces so you, you're back to a true stri- uh, straight log. Mm-hmm.
0: Or shape a flat straight piece of wood. It's still going to be a flat piece of wood, so very different than making mm-hmm. it a round candlestick kind of thing. It's, it's to cut it to shape. Uh, can the blade angle?
1: It does angle, yeah. Okay. So you can cut miters or what that's
0: called. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you can cut miters
1: on it and things like that.
0: All right, so that's the table saw, and that's, yep. would you say, a staple piece for anyone wanting to get into woodworking? It depends on what you want to do. Okay.
1: Um, you can, if you just want to start getting into woodworking, you don't need to go buy a table saw. Okay. But once you really get into woodworking and, and you really want to make a hobby of it, you'll, be, you'll buy a table saw pretty quick. All it right. just allows you to do so many things. Sure.
0: All right, got that. What's next?
1: Uh, we we'll just go down the line here. Uh, because I have, I have what I, a relatively small shop, I, I try to keep my wife's car in the garage at least. It doesn't happen very often, and she's been very, 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 very gracious with that. (laughs) So I try to keep things very organized. So I'd
0: say that's something of note. If you're listening to this and want to pursue woodworking, consider your spouse. If you have a spouse, (laughs) or consider roommates or whoever. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so, yeah. It takes up a lot of space.
1: Uh, So the next one is a drill press. Okay. And I just use that for making clean, perfect holes, Mm -hmm. particularly straight up and down. You can use a drill... Just like a hand drill, but it's not very good when you need to when you have a big bit, and it's not very good if you need to drill perfectly straight or plumb oh, hole. okay,
0: because we don't have that, and there are definitely times where it's imperfect, or right. We have to kind of finagle something, right?
1: Well, when I first started, uh, I was I was really getting into turning um, bottle stoppers, okay. And to do that, you you take a drill, you, you take a a two or three inch piece of wood you drill in the bottom and then you actually tap the wood, you put threads in the wood and screw it onto your lathe. Cool. Well, I was getting some really funky looking, not good funky, bad funky (laughs) looking bottle stoppers because I was doing it by hand and it wasn't straight.
0: Okay. That's a big piece of machinery to drill a hole, I feel. Like. It, I mean, it's oh, it six t- feet tall.
1: Yeah, it totally <laughs> is. Well, and that's a, that's more drill press than what I
0: need. I see.
1: But I found a really good deal, and you're one of those guys. Couldn't pass it up. This is yeah. more
0: than I need, but it's a really good deal. Exactly.
1: Well, I paid for that drill press what I would have paid for a smaller drill press. Yeah,
0: right. So, so now you're capable of expanding exactly. your hobby further. Right. Exactly.
1: Uh, the next is a bandsaw. And that is, imagine two wheels on top of each other with a long blade. Those wheels spin, which moves the blade, so you can push wood through the blade and cut it. Why is that different than a table saw? It allows you to cut curves. Oh, wow. So when I want to turn a bowl, I will cut a chunk of wood out of a, out of a piece of firewood, basically. And I'll, as best I can, I'll round that out. Oh, on the bandsaw, I, yeah, and I'll yeah. try to cut a six or twelve inch circle or whatever size. Circle Somebody I'm
0: listening thinking. might want to simultaneously Google these phrases so they can envision it, something. It, maybe.
1: it will definitely help. I am I am not great at describing. No, but I have the benefit works. of looking at it. It's like right.
0: a, a tall, long. So yeah, I can yeah. see what you mean. You get to kind of maneuver the wood yep. instead of just straight. T- okay, I see. Exactly. So that's helping you shape. So what kind of pe- what kind of things have you made using that or part of the process at least? Yeah,
1: so uh, turning bowls yeah, is yeah. one of the biggest ones where I'm cutting a uh, six or eight twelve inch circle out of the out of and that's out, before the
0: you go to the lathe. That's before I put it on the lathe. Yeah, that's awesome. All yeah. right, uh,
1: the next is a is a s- compound miter saw. So it's that's probably one of the, a more of a staple in a wood. I mean, that was the first tool I ever got, yeah. really. It is it's a blade that's on an arm that articulates up and down. So it's it's a chop saw. If you can envision this blade chop saw the handle, you can you pull down exactly
0: which can also be angled. It can also
1: angle um it can angle two ways. So the blade can be angled left and right, and the platform that the blade cuts on can be moved left or right. So it will it will spin like it's on a top. Yeah. And it will articulate left and right up fr- from a vertical standpoint.
0: Okay. For some reason, I always confuse that with a circular saw. Circular saw is similar. It's just handheld. Okay. Circular saw, it's got the foot on it yeah. that you
1: hold. And you. Well, that's what a lot of people rip plywood with. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can see.
0: Because you couldn't, the plywood yeah. can't fit there. Yeah,
1: that will mm. only cut. It's, it's great for cutting dimensional lumber. So mm-hmm. two by fours, two by sixes. Yeah. So like how that. do you how do you use the miter saw then? Any pretty much any time I'm cross cutting, so cutting across the grain of okay. a board, that's what I use. Mm. It's pretty accurate. You can make quick repeatable cuts. So we're 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 standing uh, talking over a um, my rendition of a woodworking bench, which is it's probably 2 by fours that have been glued together. And then holes drilled in it so that I can lock things in place. Oh, and yeah. I use all all of this lumber I cut on the miter saw. I got it. Yep. That's fantastic. You you could use the table saw for that too, but using, uh, manipulating an eight foot board to cross cut. Sure. Because a,
0: a lot of it's hanging off. You have to a support of some kind. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that, less so, you just yep. hold it and then boom, yep. boom, and move on to the next exactly. thing. Exactly. Uh, what is that guy right there? That is a benchtop planer,
1: so I use that to make sure that wood is true. If you see, this table has sharp corners here, mm-hmm. whereas typically when you go to Lowe's and buy a two-by-four or New River and buy a two-by-four, it's rounded over. Mm. I did that to make sure I got all the bows and and waves out of the boards before yeah. I glued them up. It's right. just to make sure everything's straight and true.
0: Plum. Yeah. Wow. There's something for everything. And then yeah. we talked about the lathe. Yeah, what? we got the lathe. Am I... Am um, I- overlooking i mean there's a million tools i don't know if we want to get into every tool
1: uh that, that's but. the that's the bulk of the tools you know i've got a scroll saw that i that i don't use very what often what does that what does that mean um that it's is. made for cutting out really intricate details so like have you ever seen a thin piece of wood that's like got a bird or a mountain sure. cut out of it that's what you use for that wow that's minute really minute yeah that's intimidating. I've, I've never actually used that saw. Yeah. I got it when my grandfather passed away. My grandmother let me clean out his shop. So, oh, that's so awesome. there's there's some definitely some sentimental value. Then I'll use it eventually. I just that that aspect of woodworking hasn't I haven't dove into yet.
0: Right. So <laughs> it's, let, it's coming. So let's talk about you know what what dreams do you have for this hobby? And you know, do, everything from the kind of woodworking that you'd want to yeah. do to the kind of tools or equipment that you'd want to grow into and become an expert in so
1: i i want to grow into a full-size lathe uh my the lathe i have now um has what's called a 12 inch swing which means the maximum diameter i can turn on that is 12 inches so it's it's it can be pretty limiting because you're really only going to use 75 percent of that you know i'm 10 inches is probably the biggest I can realistically so a bolt, turn. You mean
0: like the, the diameter the of the bowl can only be 10, maybe 12 if you pushed right, it. Right, So if you get a bigger one, you have a more ex, of an exploding bowl. But how, yeah, yeah, more of an exploding how big, bowl. How but, big do you want to go? Like, Or how big do they make them?
1: Um, well, they make 42-inch swing okay. bowls. So you can turn something that's 42 inches in diameter. Um, and they actually make some that are specifically designed for turning bowls where there is no bed. There's just an electric motor that you... Bolt a piece of wood to, basically, and you can go as big as
0: you want. And then you have to really be skilled. Really skilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I, I follow a guy on Instagram. He's out of Georgia, and he, he has a lathe like that. And I mean, he he literally turns things that he almost can't get his arms around. Unbelievable. It's it's incredible to watch him work. I mean, he's just he's so talented. Does but... he have a stronger mask? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he actually has the Iron Man right, suit. Right. <laughs> <The> suit. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, what, what do you call that? Let's talk. We'll walk through how you make... Oh, no, no. Keep talking about more dreams. Oh, have, okay. Because I, I really um, want to talk about this piece. Yeah, that yeah certainly. Is, I'm very impressed with this. I, mean, lo- I feel like this represents something that can someone starting from scratch can aspire to. Like as a goal. But anyway, yeah. we'll get to that in a second. Okay.
1: Um, the, the nec- one of my next goals or, or challenges that I want to do is I want to get into intricate joinery. So joinery is where two boards meet, particularly at a corner. Yeah. So... The, the next step I'm going to do is, it's called box joints. And that's where you take, imagine a box and the corner of that box where two pieces of wood meet at a 90 degree angle. Right. You cut either box joints or finger joints. And that's where you cut grooves in the, into the wood and they interlock together. And it's, you just have to be very precise if, if, it, if they don't fit perfectly right. One, you can't get glue in there if it's too tight. And if it's too loose, they don't lock. They they don't lock in place. They just okay. kind of flop around, and it just doesn't look good. All right, that is step one to get to dovetail join. Uh huh. And that's um that, that's pro- most people are probably familiar with dovetail. If you're not, do a quick Google search. People just do incredible things with dovetail. And charts. why is
0: that? Some what any of these approaches? Why why is it is it just it makes it stronger? Because I'm I'm picturing two pieces of wood at a 90-degree angle. Uh, Why wouldn't you just put a little piece of wood in the corner and kind of screw them in and say, hey, it's connected?
1: You can. Uh, A box or a dovetail joint is going to be much, much stronger Mm -hmm. because the wood actually interlocks together. Yeah, yeah. And part of it is just the look. Yeah. Some people don't don't like the look of screws on the outside of the box and things like that. So so
0: that avoids... So now you're try, now you're talking about you talked about the way that it looks, not just the functionality of right. it. Right. So now it, it comes from looking at all these pieces of equipment, not just as function, but as art. Absolutely. Because if if you're you know, here's a box, it's a box, or right. you know, candle can hold a candle, or in your case, sometimes can't hold a candle. Right. Right. But it, <laughs> it's not just whether it can hold a candle. You want it to look good, and you yeah. have certain things that, like a screw, that you wouldn't want. Sh- anyone to see right even though obviously it has to be held together somehow yeah yeah so that's a good that's something to really aspire to is more of an art form Mm -hmm. artisan approach or artisan approach is that the word yeah yeah approach to it uh and then do you have any items or pieces of furniture or something that it's like i want to be able to make a fill in the blank and that would mean in your mind you have become an expert of woodworking. Yeah, I don't know that I'll ever consider myself
1: an expert, <laughs> because there's always more to do, and there's right. always better woodworkers out there. Um, I would love to do. I would love to build a pretty intricate dining room table. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one of my grandfather's kind of. I'm not going to say crowning achievements, but but that's he built a very impressive piece right. of furniture, uh, matching chairs. He he in fact did some bow tie joinery, which is you cut out the shape of a bow tie in the wood and then you cut out a plate that fits in there and it kind of holds yeah. everything helps hold everything together. It's
0: that's amazing. It's
1: more decorative than it is structural, but they're, I think they're just beautiful.
0: Yeah. So, so I, that's I wanna, kind of, uh, even if it's not literally that exact kind of thing, it's like this symbol of, yeah, if you, if you can do what grandpa did, Right, totally. You've really, kind of arrived at something. Right, of, right, right
1: now, um, Papa Gill, his his level of expertise and Eric, my my father in law, their levels of expertise are definitely something I aspire to. Right. to to work my way up. And to. it
0: sounds like I'm sure you'll you'll do it because you'll work at it, and then you'll still go. And I also have this other idea.
1: Right. Well, that <laughs> will lead to the next step, and yeah, the yeah. next step, and the next step. But that's and... good. That
0: Your season of life to say. I feel like that's very natural and healthy to say. The generations that came before me set this example for me. I want to aspire to that. But I also think, and this applies to everything in life, not just woodworking. But from their perspective, they would say, oh, I barely even scratched the surface. I would love for you to well surpass that's, what I ever figured that's out. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so beautiful that you inherited some of these pieces. Oh, my,
1: yeah. Well, one, there's, there's so much more sentimental value right. in using those tools. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the grandfather that gave me the bandsaw passed away two Decembers ago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I think of him every time I touch that saw. It's beautiful. It's, it's right. fantastic. Um, but still yeah, still working fine. Everything's yeah, good. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The only I am the only issue with that saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bandsaws can be pretty finicky to get tuned in perfectly, mm-hmm. and I uh, I am not great at tuning a bandsaw. Tuning a bandsaw. Yeah, so you, you have to set the blade tension and, and all there's, there's all kinds of moving parts in there that need to be And that sounds so intimidating. It is. It really is. It's like if you're looking, if you're thinking about getting into wood woodworking, don't be intimidated because you can you can always fudge around it a little bit. Like it's that is functional, but it's not perfectly tuned. I see. As I'm using it, I'll continue to get it tuned in and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I appreciate about woodworking is you're always going to make mistakes, but you can typically work around it. Yeah. No, it doesn't fit your original plan. Yeah. But you can; it's still useful. Like this candlestick that won't hold a candle. Yeah. Will become a Christmas tree.
0: Right. Or an ornament of some kind. And then if that uh-huh. goes bad, it goes a, to find the fire. Yeah. Which is yeah. still provides heat. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. This <laughs> is still beneficial. Exactly. In which case you could just not do anything with the wood and burn it. Right, and right. And skip that part. Right. Uh, so let let's transition to advice for people who might be interested in learning this from scratch. What kind of things? So someone's listening and they're like, I've always wanted to do this. I've always been intimidated. I don't have grandpa that you know, I got stuff from yeah. starting. There might be some people listening that are like, I love this, but I have a toolbox with a few things in it. So advice for people that want to get into this, what are some pieces of equipment as an entry point? Yeah. As far as you know, everything from in, in, intimidation level to budget level, yeah. what's, how can someone start? What should they get? What kind of wood maybe is more affordable that they can start working with? Walk us through, maybe Definitely. someone's taking notes and they go, okay here are the 10 things I need to buy to start this hobby. So
1: if you've, if you don't have a single tool and you want to get into woodworking three tools, you probably have to have. All right. And you even then you can probably get by without it. Um, I would get a circular saw.
0: And that's the one that's mobile. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's
1: yeah. And you can do a lot of cuts with it, but it's, can be difficult to get perfect. You know, it, it can be difficult to get a perfect miter out of a circular saw because it's mobile. It's, you know, y- your yeah. hand is controlling it, but you can go to Lowe's or a building supply and spend a couple hundred dollars, maybe not even that much, or find a used one on Craigslist or wherever yeah. and be able to make a ton of cuts. So yeah. you'll, you'd want to get one of those. Um, I think an orbital sander is, is pretty crucial. You can hand sand, but it, Takes a really long time. So, we didn't talk
0: about that, did we? No, okay. I don't think we have. An orbital sandal is the one that goes around and around Maybe. as opposed to just vibrating back and forth. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Well, it vibrates
1: back and forth and it turns. And it it's turns. called a random okay. orbital. Okay. So, it, okay. it, it, how it works, I don't really know, but it, right. it spins in a random pattern. Okay. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes sanding much more, much quicker, much easier. <laughs> sanding for a lot of woodworkers, not everyone, there are some. Crazy people out there that love sanding. I am not one of them, but it's, I almost look at it as a necessary evil. If you don't sand it, sand your project well, it's not going to look great when it takes a finish. Yeah. But that, it's, you have to do it. So what's it called again? Random orbital sander. Random orbital sander. And you can go to Lowe's and buy one for 30 bucks.
0: I think I'm going to do that for Kimberly because she has. A little hand sander that's like yeah
1: a little square
0: yeah, yeah. and it takes so much longer than yeah. it sounds like <laughs> get yeah a random orbital will, will help yeah yeah all right so we got miter no, no no circular saw random orbital sander yep and then just a cordless drill yeah okay
1: the first project i really ever did was a i guess you would call it an end table it's Three pieces of wood that are screwed together to make a U, and it slides over the arm of your couch so you can put a drink there. Oh, or yeah, whatever. yeah! Super simple. We've used it for years. It works great. Yeah, it's it's a great starter
0: project. Why cordless drill? Just so you're not tied to a wall. So I, my experiences with cordless drill. Maybe it's because I'm buying cheap stuff, but the battery just does not last very long. <laughs> Depends on the battery that you get. Yeah, um, but I have a. a my, my first drill was a
1: little Hitachi 14 volts, and it's not very expensive, mm-hmm. and it
0: lasts long
1: enough. Buy two batteries so the one can be charged while you're using to ask the other that. one.
0: Okay, so another one charging on hand, yep. so you can
1: yep. so you can swap out.
0: Okay, those are three things. What what can somebody? Well, they can make an end table out of that. Right, right. But that there. you can cover, you can make lots of stuff with that. You can't make a bowl or a candlestick. You
1: can't make a bowl or a candlestick with that.
0: You can make square things. You can make square things, Yeah. things.
1: You can sand them around with the orbital sander. It's going to take you a
0: a year. A lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, right. That would be impressive. How'd you make this bowl? I sanded it. (laughs) All right. Uh, So those three staple things. What about safety? What should people buy? Safety, uh, dust mask for
1: sanding. Um, It may not irritate you immediately. There are woods that will irritate you immediately. And uh, safety glasses. Yeah. Those are the the two crucial
0: yeah pieces of safety equipment. So what somebody get, buys those those three things plus the safety. Yep. Now what what kind of wood do they get? Starting off, I just went
1: to Lowe's and bought what was cheap and what I thought would work. Like know, like two like by fours, like, like, like pine two by fours. The one the the end table I made that that slips over the the couch arm was made out of one by sixes, I think. Okay. Maybe one by twelves. Yeah, one by twelves. All right. Uh, you can make it any size you want to.
0: Yeah. And then what's a good project to feel like somebody got started and they, they bought those things, they got some wood. What should they try to make to feel like, hey, I'm doing it now?
1: Uh, I, I think that end table is a great yeah. first project.
0: Yeah. So it, it's it a was... end table that goes over the arm of a yep. couch or something. Okay. Yeah. So
1: it's... It, it, it's wood that looks like you looks like a U, and slides over the arm of your couch.
0: Did you stain it?
1: I did stain it. Okay. I did put some polyurethane on it.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you set drinks that, on it or that's whatever. That's it. Yep. Ready that's, to go. Ready to roll from there. Was that your first? F- yeah. Kind of. For the most part. Significant yeah. Significant thing. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, I, I did little things with my grandparents here and there. You know, I turned some pins, like I said earlier, with my grandfather, but mm-hmm. but that was it. That was the first. Richard Campbell made this, yeah, piece and that's of, a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, totally. And there's
0: there's something in a lot of people's jobs. It's like you can do your job, but there's still a million things on the to do list and right. an email to return and right. a phone oh, call absolutely. to return. This was like, I got this stuff. I made this thing. It is it exists right yes. there. And there's this such did a, not
1: exist before. Right, and, now it does. and then you
0: made that. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, that's a really good. Starter, any other advice for people as, as we kind of wrap up here of just why should they consider this lifestyle? What benefit have you felt like personally you've yeah. had from this? Just kind of closing thoughts here.
1: So for me, it's it's about learning. It's about development. It, yeah. It's just become a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's just about... It's it's just a way to create something. It's a way to express some creative um, energy, for lack of a better word. Yeah, Not yeah, that yeah. I think I'm a I'm a creative person by any means, but
0: well, I don't know. It, I'm looking around the <laughs> room at things I've created. So,
1: well, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> um, it's it's a way to, to to use some creative energy. It's a way to to get away from kind of the stresses of life for a little while and just yeah, kind of yeah. get your mind off things. Yeah. And it's made me a more patient person. It's made me a more forgiving and understanding and adaptive person.
0: Right, right. Um, You
1: know, every project I've made, something hasn't gone right, so you have to
0: adapt. Yeah, yeah. And it's just part of the process. Let's close in just a couple minutes with this this votive candle holder. Yes, so that is a
1: candle holder, tea light candle holder, votive candle holder. um, Whatever you want to call it, that Mm -hmm. I am making for uh, a friend's wedding this weekend. My parents are going to the wedding. And they wanted to give something that I had made. Right. So I, that, it is made out of wood. Called, I'm probably going to pronounce or butcher this pronunciation, but mm-hmm. I think it's Guanacaste. Okay.
0: It's I South, wouldn't know it, to it, correct yeah. you. So.
1: <laughs> Someone out there will. <laughs> oh, that's wrong. Um, Guanacaste is from South America, I believe. And it's just, it's a relatively light Density wood, but it's got some really dark figuring. You can see it's got the, the sapwood. Mm-hmm. The sapwood is what kind of feeds the tree, and then the middle wood is called the heartwood. The that's heartwood awesome. is very dark, and that's the structure of the tree. Sapwood is is really white, yeah. so it gives a really cool contrast. And th- yeah, that one gorgeous. was fortunately pretty simple to make. Um, I, I cut this, the long sides off on the table saw. Mm-hmm. I cut the angles on the side on the miter saw. right. And then use the drill press for to, to recess where the candles are going to
0: sit. So if someone doesn't have a drill press, they could get an attachment for their cordless drill that would do this. Absolutely. It just may might not be as true and straight if they're right. not as skilled right. with and it.
1: And and you know, it's only three-quarters of an inch deep, so you're not gonna really notice yeah, doing yeah. it by hand.
0: And probably a little bit more forgiving with the T candle. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a tall candle that exactly. it holds up. Yeah. But what I think this it's hard for me to ask the question, the words are not coming to me for some reason, but wrap this up, this concept up of wordworking with the answer this, if you can. Yeah. Why wouldn't I just buy something like this for cheap at a store and give it to somebody as a gift? Why would I make this for someone? Why would you have me make this or why would I make this? Either one. Just why would someone and go through all the trouble of buying the equipment, getting the wood, learning this and make this, and as opposed to just going and getting a cheaper version of it, and just saying, you know, Here you go. congratulations right. on being married. Yeah. I gave you something.
1: Right. One is sentimental value. Yeah, yeah. I, I think handmade things just means so much more to people. And two mm. is is my my mom wants to support my hobby and yeah. kind of give me projects to do and things like that. And really, I keep on going back to the handmade.
0: Yes, just. just I I agree with that. There's something when someone spends time specifically thinking about someone else. I made this for you, whether whether there's financial transaction or not. That's not not really the point. Yeah, it's. I went out of my way and spent time focusing on this for you because I can think of the things in in our home Mm -hmm. that mean the most to us, and I can say the. There's a bowl that a guy made right. out of a piece of... Uh, there was a tree on our property. He cut down and he uh, milled it, yeah. hand milled it, and then ended up making a bowl. Very cool. And it's, it sits very <laughs> prominently in our home. And maybe if we if we have a bowl that we bought, let's just say... Five years ago at TJ Maxx, or you know, not to knock TJ Maxx, that's not my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that bowl doesn't mean a as mass much. A mass-produced bowl, yeah, as it doesn't to an mean individual. It that yeah. much to us, and it will probably come and go out of our life eventually. Right. Uh, but the bowl that the guy made for me, there's no way I'm getting rid of that thing. Right. It's, it's prettier, it's stronger, yeah. and I like it more. And there's a story to tell, and so I feel like you. There's something about a. a, a relational or personal transaction that happens when you make something for Absol- someone oh else. absolutely um so yeah well thanks man this is Certainly. this is really helpful and uh i'm a little less intimidated um yeah i have definitely learned some and i think that I've, there are a couple of things now i think we got to go by right <laughs> at right, our house right, now right. but thanks man i look forward to kind of seeing uh you grow in this. This is something only recently that I know that you, you did. Josh, yeah. Josh Anderson is right, the one who right. told me you were doing this. and
1: They took a, home a,
0: a bowl that was saved from the fire. Oh, they, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Not, a, not one that had exploded into pieces, but one that you weren't necessarily I pleased with. I think that
1: one had a chunk that flew out of it. Okay it wasn't a total so explosion. it's a
0: decorative bowl at this point yeah we'll call it artwork alright <laughs> that's great <laughs> well thanks for your time man absolutely this is, this is so good and thanks for everybody for listening in for concept 10 woodworking if you want to learn about more things you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things